Hey listeners, Taylor here to remind you about our ongoing Patreon drive. We're aiming for $1,000 per month by December 3rd, and we're already at 942, so we're getting really close. If you can join up at usaquizshow.com slash membership and help us meet our goal by December 3rd, we are going to do three, count them, three game shelf decathlons during that nothing time between Christmas and New Year's. Again, we're getting super close at 942, so help us get to 1000 by December third that's usaquizshow.com slash membership this is not good worlds are colliding george is getting upset welcome to the great american pop culture quiz show the podcast that operates the orange julius in barbara streisand's basement I'm your host, Taylor Cole, and I'm here with Dylan, the wig, Garcy. I'm going to snatch you bald. Andy, the math magician, Rosen. All jocks ever think about is sports. All I ever think about is kicking your butt. And Kiva, seriously, Williams. You guys really think you can beat me? Seriously? Hello, hello, and thanks to everyone for joining us today, players and listeners alike. It is our third elimination match in the San Dimas High division of our fifth season of play. As always, I'm here with all stalwart scoremaster, Mr. Dan Casino. Hi, Dan. Hi there, Taylor. Now, I don't know if you're keeping track, but this is our 72nd regular episode. And to put it in context, that's equal to a full run of Manimal, plus all the episodes of Automan, Selfie, and all 44 episodes of Nightman. And players, if you know who those shows are, you're going to do just fine today. <laughs> I love that for us. And guess what? In two weeks, we can add Viva Laughlin into that total, and it'll still be <laughs> accurate altogether. And also, you just heard him chuckling on my... Mike, that's production master Dave. Hi, Dave. This is your captain speaking. It's going to be a long, bumpy ride back to Loserville. Well, I think that means it's time to get into our first game of today, a round of My Champion. <laughs> this is the game where each one of our players has chosen a champion from the world of pop culture. But we choose the challenge those champions are about to undergo. Magic the Gathering scum Dylan Garcy, who is your champion today? Ma from the movie Ma. <laughs> Calculus wizard Andy Rosen, who have you got for your champion? Writer from the uh, kids' show Paw Patrol. <laughs> and Grey's Anatomy defender Kiva Williams, who have you got? The one, the only, Christina Yang. This might be the most mismatched wild group <laughs> of champions ever. And I'm so excited to hear about how it's going to go when Dan determines a judgment on the winner. So that means it's time to spin the scenario wheel. Today's scenario, who is going to do the best job of ridding King Henry II of a troublesome priest? <laughs> Dylan, why is Ma, from the movie Ma, going to best rid King Henry II of a troublesome priest? Okay, look, Ma has a lot of skills in her skill set. Um, she can do blood transfusions with dogs to people and just kill them immediately. Or she can build a giant birdcage prison in a house by herself, keep him there. Or she can, you know, lure him to a house party, beer pong, jello shots, funky town, kung fu fighting, playing, and then lock the basement door, chain them to the wall, and then paint their face white or sew their mouth shut or, like, cut them open. She's a tortured, I mean, honestly, Jigsaw who? I don't know. It's Ma. 
Thank you, Dylan. Andy, make the case for the decidedly less gruesome character of Ryder <laughs> from Paw Patrol. Though I don't know. I've never seen Paw Patrol. Who knows? <laughs> uh, first of all, Ryder is great at saving lots of people from lots of situations. He has saved Chickaletta from the bell tower, I can't tell you how many times. He has stopped Mayor Humdinger and his kid and catastrophe crew. And if it's a priest we're talking about, if we, if we really need to, we can get Marshall out here, fill up his water tank with holy water, and then just spray whatever, whatever needs to go away. Sounds good, Andy. And Kiva, make the case for Christina Yang in terms of getting rid of a troublesome priest for King Henry II. So you're talking about one of the most brilliant cardiothoracic surgeons in the country. She can do anything. She has the smarts. She has the wit. And she has a sharp personality that will, you know, make her capable of doing just about anything, including political machinations when needed. So, I mean, Christine Yang, that's, that's who you should go with. I mean, Dr. Yang, she's the best. Three great arguments, but it is up to Scoremaster Dan to determine today's My Champion winner. All right. So, Taylor, we're in luck because I actually have seen Paw Patrol and I am a diehard for Grey's Anatomy. Uh, at this point, everyone still watching is diehard. So let's go through our arguments. So first off, I got to say, certainly Ma from Ma uh, can kill people easily, although I, I'm not sure you're going to get Thomas and Beckett killed by inviting him to a party with beer pong. I, I don't think that's <laughs> like I don't think he's doing any jello shots. So I'm not sure that particular thing is going to do. Also, there's no plausible deniability. This is really all about killing him and having Paul's deniability so King Henry doesn't get in trouble. All right, so that brings us down to Ryder from Paw Patrol versus Christina Yang. I like the idea that we could kill him while with Marshall's water cannon by and make it look like we were trying to help him. However, this is not Marvel versus Capcom 2. You don't get just to call in your buddy to do your finishing move for you. That's not going to work. Uh, we got Christina Yang who's got sharp wit, can do political machinations, also knows how to use knives, and I think importantly is in a hospital. So, of course, she could kill the guy without anyone ever realizing that she did it or she was doing it because the king ordered it. So as much as I like the writer from Paw Patrol winning this and being asserted into British history, I think the winner for this has to be Christina Yang and Kiva. Yeah, baby. <laughs> she is in a hospital. Mistakes do happen. Congratulations, <laughs> Kiva. You've not only won my champion, but you get to take a crack at the half point. Answer this question correct, and you will have half a point more than either of your fellow competitors. Here is your half-point question. 1964's Beckett is about said troublesome priest Thomas Beckett, as Dan alluded to in his explanation and judgment. The 2021 film Beckett stars this tenant actor as an American tourist on the run in Greece. Oh, goodness. Denzel Washington's son. Uh, 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 David Washington? No. D He's Denzel Washington's son. What is the man's name? Oh, my goodness. David Washington. That's not right. <laughs> so, so close. That actor is Denzel Washington's son. His name is John David Washington. <laughs> close on the half point, but you still get to go first in round one. Trivia, trivia, bobivia, banana, fana, fofivia. <laughs> We finally managed to hire a full-time archivist here at the Great American Pop Culture Quiz Show. His name is Dale, and he's already on thin ice, failing to keep all our pop culture references properly cataloged. He's confused different pop culture entities that share a name and wrongly cataloged them together. I'll describe the two things he's confused, and you tell me what that shared name is. For instance, if I told you he's grouping the movie continuation of the series Firefly and a fishing-based Matthew McConaughey thriller from 2019, you'd know that the shared title was... Serenity. Serenity. That would get you 10 points. 
No hints in this game. It's all or nothing. And we're going to start it off with Kiva. We have a Chris Evans, Dakota Fanning sci-fi movie and the novel that was the basis for the 2009 movie Precious. Push. Push is the title of both of those things. Well done. Next up to Dylan. It's a CBS News Magazine program that's been on the air for over 30 years and a Walter Hill-directed buddy action film. Uh, 48 Hours? 410. To Andy, it's an ancient Greek play by Aristophanes and a 1963 Hitchcock movie starring Tippi Hedren. Uh... The Birds. Three great answers from our players so far. Let's kick it back to Kiva. It's the shared title of a supernatural teen romance series of novels and movies and a 1998 Paul Newman, Susan Sarandon movie. Oh, no. <laughs> Is this uh, Sparkly Vampire's Twilight? Yes. Also, that Paul Newman, Susan Sarandon movie. To Dylan... It's an early aughts ABC spy series and the original title of the comic series that became Marvel's Jessica Jones on Netflix. Uh, alias. Ooh, correct. To Andy. A found footage flick from 2012 about elevated teenage stunts and antics and a different movie starring Matthew Broderick, Helen Hunt, and a chimpanzee. Oh, what's it called? I can picture it. Little superheroes running around. Not footage. This is not helping. Nope. Pass. Dylan, you know this one? Is that Project X? (sighs) Project X. Though the 2012 superhero found footage movie was Chronicle. So different direction there, Andy. Ah. Next up to Kiva. It's a Lana Del Rey album an Iggy Pop album, and a 1956 biopic of Vincent van Gogh. Bless you. (laughs) Great. Okay. Uh, Let's see. I might have better luck with the Lana Del Rey album. But now I'm thinking of only her singles. Uh, American Gothic? That shared title among the three of those things is Lust for Life. Lana's worst album. I can't disagree. Next up, over to Dylan. It's a popular crime-based video game franchise and a 1977 comedy road movie that marks the feature directorial debut of Ron Howard. Is that Grand Theft Auto? Yes, for 10. Next to Andy, a 1927 silent film about infidelity and class conflict among literal dogs and a short-lived Carl Urban TV show about a law enforcement officer partnered with a robot. Oh, I can picture it. Um, <laughs> I think it was called Being Human. So close. Almost human. Uh, Being Human uh, was the vampire, werewolf, and ghost British BBC series about them living in an apartment together. Oh, yeah. Well, that'll take us into our first score break from Scoremaster Dan. Absolutely. Our players are doing very well so far, keeping track of all these same-named properties. Right now, Dylan is in the lead with 30 points. Keeve's got 20. Andy's in third place. He's got just 10. All right, players. Now, for the back part of our game, we're not going to be talking about shared titles, but shared names of people in popular culture. So describing two different human beings who share both a first and last name. Starting it off with Kiva. Kiva. 
It's the actor who played the prince's valet in the 1997 made-for-TV Cinderella, and a man who was married to Britney Spears for a scant 55 hours in the year 2004. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. I, I, of, of, of all her beloveds, I can only think of Kevin Federline, and that is not this guy's name. <laughs> But give Kevin Federline. <laughs> this is not good. Worlds are colliding. George is getting upset. What's that person's name, Kiva? Sounds like you know it now. Uh, is it George Costanza? <laughs> oh, I no. wish that. Jason Alexander, the actor <laughs> who played George Costanza. Just kidding. Okay. <laughs> Though I would pay money to see Kevin Federline in the made-for-TV Cinderella with Brandy and Whitney Houston. That Impossible. sounds incredible. He was a dancer. Why not? <laughs> Next up, over to Dylan. It's a star of Dawson's Creek and a member of Destiny's Child. Both iconic. Michelle Williams. Next to Andy, it's an American Idol judge and a notable singing sibling to Jermaine and LaToya. Oh, Randy Jackson. For 10. One more shared name apiece for our players in round one. This one's for Kiva. We've got the drummer for the band Queen and the drummer for the band Duran Duran. Seriously? Okay. Um, hmm. We also apologize to any iPhone users listening on their speaker who've just had Siri activated by the last 15 seconds of play. Uh, seriously, order toilet paper. <laughs> and I appreciate the distractions. Nothing is coming to my brain. Brian May. Andy knows this one. No, that was I was going to say Brian May. It's fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> Brian May, the guitarist for Queen, but those shared drummers are both named Roger Taylor. Two different people, both named Roger Taylor. Next up, over to Dylan. It's a star of The Great Escape and the director of Widows and Amazon's Small Axe Anthology. Widows is the greatest movie of all time, and uh, the name of that director is Steve McQueen. For 10 more. Next up, closing out round one with Andy. It's a star of Romancing the Stone and the legal name of a notable Batman actor. Uh... Romancing the Stone. Is it Michael Douglas? Oh, Michael Douglas is correct. Actor Michael Keaton was born Michael Douglas, oh. but due to SAG rules, performs under the name Michael Keaton. Well, that'll wrap up round one. Next up, the scores from Dan and on to round two. Hey, listeners, Taylor here to tell you about this week's upcoming Patreon bonus content. I'll be back in the empty studio this week with a special game just for our Patreon listener subscribers. This week, the game is called Soggy Bottoms. With this week's upcoming release of the movie Licorice Pizza, whose title was originally Soggy Bottom, we've got a whole round of trivia questions all about pop culture properties that changed their titles mid-production. Hope to see you there. Going round two, we have yet another winner of our Play at Home version who decided that they can make me say whatever they want and use that power for evil. That means that going round two, it's time for the Rhubarb Pie score break. Rhubarb Pie, an all-time top three pie. <laughs> 
people at home. That is a lie. Right now, <laughs> Dill is a lead with 50 points. He is perfect so far. Andy is close behind with 30. Kiva has 20 points. That means she'll have to go first in round two. It also means Kiva's going to get a chance to make up some ground with... The Threequalizer. Kiva, I'm about to ask you a question that has three possible answers. You're going to have three guesses to match as many of those three answers as you can. Ten points to you for each answer you can match correctly. Here is your Threequalizer question. Three cast members from the 2018 film Paddington 2 have also appeared in films in the Harry Potter movie franchise. In Harry Potter, these actors play a mother to a major character, a potions teacher, and a kinda sorta defense against the dark arts professor. Who are those actors? Um, so let's see. Let's just throw some things out there. Uh, Hugh Grant, Ben Mendelsohn, Nicole Kidman. Two of which are in the Paddington franchise, so well done. <laughs> Those three Paddington 2 slash Harry Potter actors are Julie Walters, Jim Broadbent, and Brendan Gleeson are the three Brits we're looking for there. I guess one of them's Irish. Two Brits and an Irish person looking for there. I caught myself, at least. That's going to take us right into the realm of cute, adorable animals like Paddington himself. This game is called Get Stuffed. If you've ever been to one of the Build-A-Bear workshops at your local mall, you'll notice that they don't just sell normal teddy bears and accessories, but lots of bears and other creatures based on pop culture properties. In this game, I'll describe a very real licensed stuffed animal that's been sold at Build-A-Bear, and you have to identify the property that stuffed animal is from. So if I told you that the stuffed animal tied into this 2020 movie is blue with a beige belly, red shoes, and thankfully no human-looking teeth, you'd know that it was from... Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog, that answer would get you 20 points. If you need more help, I can tell you a little bit more about the stuffed animal and its accessories, but then a correct answer is only worth 10. Afterwards, whether you get it right or not, you'll get a follow-up question about the property in the answer for 10 more points. We're going to start again with Kiva. The full costume for the stuffed bear version of the lead character from this movie series that started in 2001 comes with a green cloak and a ring on a chain. Oh, uh, Frodo? Looking for the name of the property. Just kidding, Lord of the Rings. Yes, a more detailed answer than we needed. That is a Lord of the Rings bear. Still for Kiva, just one cast member of Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings films reported to have actually met J.R.R. Tolkien. Who was it? Ian McKellen? No, it's the other wizard. It's Christopher Lee met J.R.R. Tolkien. Next bear is to Andy. The red-cheeked yellow mouse thing from this property doesn't come with any accessories, but you can choose to get him in one of several custom hoodies. Red-cheeked yellow mouse. All right, I'll take a hint. One of the hoodies has a map of somewhere, maybe the Kanto region from the games, and the other has a red and white ball on it. Is it Pokemon? For 10 points, that is the Pikachu Build-A-Bear. Still for Andy, we all know that Ryan Reynolds is the voice of Pikachu in the live-action movie Pokemon Detective Pikachu, but which Love Actually star plays that movie's villain? Uh, I'm, I'm gonna, uh, this is wrong. I'm going to say Ben Mendelsohn. 
Second time Ben Mendelsohn has come up short today. <laughs> uh, that is going to be Bill Nye is the villain in Detective Pikachu. Next up to Dylan. When recreating a character from this classic movie, they took a humanoid character and made him into a smiley monkey that doesn't even fly. At least he comes with a silver outfit and a hat that looks like a metal funnel. Um, would the property be the Wizard of Oz? Ooh. Yes, it is indeed. Whew. Now, the character, the Tin Woodman, was first played by Buddy Ebsen, who had to be recast after having a bad reaction to the aluminum dust in the costume. What 1962 to 1971 sitcom is Ebsen also known for? Oh, God. Um, 1962 to 7. Uh, so the, what were shows back then? Like Howdy Doody, the Marlboro Comedy Hour, the... Uh, um, I'm going to say, <laughs> I don't know, Bewitched. Andy knows this one. Is that the Beverly Hillbillies? <laughs> Jed Clampett himself, played by Buddy Absin. Yes, on the Beverly Hillbillies. I have a question. I'm trying to parse and imagine this Build-A-Bear. So is it a Tin Man with a monkey face? <laughs> yeah, it, it, so it's a, the base of the bear is a the, the bear. The base of the figure is a monkey, uh-huh. right? And they put in like a shiny costume with like a heart thing on it, which is weird because you also put a heart inside the bear, which kind of defeats the whole purpose of the Tin Woodman. All right. And it's got like a hat that looks like a funnel. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So it's combining the flying monkey and the Tin Woodman into one bear. That's, That's some real. Do- Island of Dr. Moreau. Great minds. Great minds. Amazing. All right. Next Build-A-Bear Workshop pop culture creation is for Kiva. The goggles are built into the stuffed toys from this franchise, but you have to pay extra for the iconic blue overalls. Super Mario Brothers? Nope, those are going to be the dolls based on the minions from the Despicable Me movies. (laughs) Banana. (laughs) The hint was banana related, so if you'd asked for it, that's what we would have gotten. Still for Kiva, the voice of the minions throughout all of their movies, voiced by Frenchman Pierre Coffin, also has another behind-the-scenes role making those movies. What role does he serve? He's the director of photography and animation. I I don't know. You should have stopped. Yeah, you should have stopped (laughs) after the word director because he is the director of all the Despicable Me and Minions movies, also voices those minions. Next up, over to Andy. To fully accessorize the bear from this show, you'll need black ankle boots and a fez. Okay. I'm pretty sure I know what it is. I feel like I should take the hint because the ankle boots are throwing me off. But if I don't guess this, I just need to turn in my fan card right now. Is this Doctor Who? Yes! For the full 20. Well done. (laughs) Andy, which actor played the 11th Doctor depicted in The Bear Described with black boots, a cool bow tie, and sometimes a fez? Oh, bow bow ties are cool. Come on, man. Uh, (laughs) Matt Smith. For another 10. Well done, Andy. Next up, back to Dylan. Sadly, no accessories for the toy depicting the 626th alien genetic experiment from this movie, but the description notes his extra-large blue ears. One of our most underrated Disney movies, Lilo and Stitch. Davia Chase, who voiced Lilo in Lilo and Stitch, was in a very different movie released that same year. In that movie, she sported long hair that covered her face, like she had just come out of a well or something. What was that other movie? The iconic The Ring. Big year for Davia Chase, absolutely. (laughs) 
Next up, back to Kiva. Without accessories, the basic bear representing this movie superhero is just red and blue, but covered in stars. Go for the glory and just go for the points, but it's probably better to be safe. What's the hint, please? You pretty much have to drop the extra money to get her a gold tiara and bracelets. Okay, so, all right, Wonder Woman. 410, yes. Kiva, when Wonder Woman came out, it had the biggest U.S. opening weekend ever for a female director. Prior to that, the record was held by what 2015 erotic drama? Pass. That erotic drama is Fifty Shades of Grey, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. (laughs) (laughs) I saw the movie opening night (laughs) by myself. Next up to Andy. The bears based on this UK band have an alphanumeric logo on their feet, and you can get any of the five, even Lewis and Nial. Okay, so hold on. This is going to take us back to our UK discrepancy earlier. I was originally, I was going to say U2, which is an alphanumeric, but I think the answer is One Direction. Yes, knowing the difference between the British and the Irish better than I do. That <laughs> yeah. is One Direction. <laughs> Still for Andy, One Direction was signed by Simon Cowell after finishing third on the seventh season of what British reality show? I think it's The X Factor. For another 10, well done. Next up to Dylan. The black bear representing an alien race from this franchise comes with a rust-colored robe and dual bandoliers. It also has a featureless face covering that has two yellow eyes sewn on. It's not Watchmen. Um, I need the hint. For just $5 extra, you can get the blaster. He comes with the sound chip for it built in, so you might as well. Watch out that he doesn't scavenge your other toys and try to sell them, though. Oh, God. This is like some sci-fi thing that I don't know. Um, uh, oh, no, I know what it is. Oh, I hate it. It's, uh, is it Guardians of the Galaxy? Just what, is- on the record, I hate Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got that. Ouch. So we got <laughs> Thank you. Uh, No, that is going to be a Jawa Build-A-Bear from Star Wars. Not familiar. Well, we'll see how you do on the (laughs) follow-up, Dylan. (sighs) While they can be found on various planets, in Star Wars lore, the Jawas are native to what Outer Rim desert planet that is unaccountably important to the series? Okay, so I know this from Star Wars Battlefield 2, that Kashyyyk is the forest, and the only other one I remember is Tatooine. Tatooine. For 10 more. Thanks, video games. Thank you. (laughs) And that's going to take us to our next score update from Scoremaster Dan. Right now, Dylan is in the lead with 110 points. Andy is close by with 100. Kiva's still in it. She's got 50 points. All right, Kiva, this next one is for you. The basic outfit for the bear version of the lead character from this franchise includes a set of blue overalls and a red hat. We'll play it safe again. What's the hint, please? Accessories for this bear include a gold coin and a mustache, but we'd skip the mustache. It kind of looks really creepy. Oh, okay. That is not the direction I thought that was going. Paddington? Kiva, do you remember what you answered on the minions question? Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) The answer here is what you said earlier is Super Mario Brothers. For crying in the rain. (laughs) Kiva, as your follow-up, who played the villainous King Koopa in the 1993 Super Mario Brothers movie? 
Uh, Raul Julia? Andy knows this one. I was just talking about this movie last night. Dennis Hopper. Mm. Correct. Next up to Andy. See if you can follow what's going on with the lead doll representing this franchise. It's a -a Build-A-Bear, but it's also a dog, but it's also a cop with a jetpack. Wait, (laughs) it's a -a Build-A-Bear, it's a dog, and it's a cop with a jetpack? Wow, I really need the hint. Normally, we don't ask about things that are mostly popular with the preschool set, but this kid's show (laughs) did get a big screen movie in 2021, so it's fair game. Come on, Paw Patrol. How did you we miss that We do not one? write these knowing what people have chosen for their champions. It is all separate. Sometimes the stars just align. And the guy who had the Paw Patrol character as his champion gets the Paw Patrol question. All right, still for Andy. Paw Patrol the movie is somehow only the second animated feature credit for which prolific African-American actor, producer, and director? Yes, Tyler Perry. For 10 more points, Tyler Perry. Next up to Dylan. The only accessory available for the dolls from this book, TV, and movie series is a saddle, presumably for their Viking friends. Oh, um... I'm gonna, I'm gonna risk it for the biscuit. Is this How to Train Your Dragon? Risk for the full 20. One of the credited screenwriters of How to Train Your Dragon is William Davies, who's also credited on what 1992 Estelle Getty action comedy? Is this Stop or My Mom Will Shoot? Holy It absolutely is. (laughs) Is that a curse word? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) One more Build-A-Bear pop culture creation for each of our players. Kiva, this one's for you. This Halloween-themed doll is one of the few gray dolls they sell at Build-A-Bear. It's not what you might expect, but there's plenty of green in his coat and pants. Or maybe they were trying to make it black and white, like this original 1931 film. Can I have the hint, please? The jacket and pants are sold separately, but the doll does come with bolts in his neck. Frankenstein. 410, the Frankenstein Build-A-Bear. Build-A-Bear will also sell you a Bride of Frankenstein doll. In that movie, Elsa Lancaster plays both the Bride and Mary Wollstonecraft. Douglas Walton from Murder, My Sweet plays what romantic poet? Uh, it's in a Drunk History episode. <laughs> Byron? It's the other one. It is Percy Shelley hanging out with Mary Wollstonecraft. Next up to Andy. You know what kids like? Stuffed animals based on R-rated comedies, especially when they're red and black to hide the blood, as the character says in this movie. Yeah, not a kid's movie. Deadpool. At the end of the second Deadpool movie, he uses a time travel device to prevent Ryan Reynolds from making what 2011 flop? The, in my opinion, greatly underrated Green Lantern. (laughs) That's a wrong opinion, and we're going to move on to Dylan's (laughs) final question for round two. The much-reviled capitalist raccoon from this video game series comes with different clothes for summer and winter. Um, that would be Animal Crossing. Yes, the New Horizons edition for the Nintendo Switch. Dylan, Animal Crossing New Horizons is the second best-selling game on the Nintendo Switch. 
Its sales are only surpassed by this game, the eighth in a long-running Nintendo series. Okay, so... Um... <sighs> okay, so I play a lot of Switch, but a lot of, like, dumb Switch games, and I'm just gonna swing for, is it Mario Party? Damn it! That's a curse word. Right ballpark, that's gonna be Mario Kart 8, the best-selling game go. on the Switch. There we go. Well, that's gonna wrap up round two. Up next, the scores from Dan, and on to the final round. Before we get to our last round of play, it's time for the home version. Correctly guess the answer to Dan's pop culture riddle by the time next week's episode comes online, and you can win the chance to name a score break here on the show. Seriously, you can make Dan say whatever crazy crapola you want him to say. While waiting for Amazon.ca, with knives he really should not play. He just won't grow up, but he'll take on a dust-up. The story better in black, white, and gray. Think you know the answer to that? Then find the page for this episode at our website, usaquizshow.com. Show off that pop culture knowledge. Then, if you want to hear the answer, follow us on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram at USA Quiz Show, where we post riddle answers and all sorts of other crazy ephemera from that week's episode. Thanks for the riddle, Dan. Let's hear the scores. Absolutely. Going to round three, it's time for the Tim the Toolman Taylor school break. Tim the Toolman Taylor. <laughs> right now, Dylan's in the lead with 160 points. Andy has 150 points. Keeva's in third place with 60 points. That means she'll need to get 11 questions correct in her round in order to move into first place, and she'll get to go first in round three. That means it's time for the lightning round. Each player gets their choice of categories and then has 90 seconds to answer as many questions in that category as possible. 10 points for each correct answer you can provide. Today's categories are a taste of honey, good girl gone bad, I love lamp, and smaller but longer. Now, these topics are a little bit mysterious from their name alone, so pick the thing that you think you're going to do the best on. Or maybe you want to strategically keep something easy away from one of your fellow players. Kiva, you get to choose first which of the four categories would you like. Once again, they are a taste of honey, good girl gone bad, I love lamp, and smaller but longer. Let's try good girl gone bad. You got any guesses as to what's going on in this lightning round, Kiva? Uh, great evil female characters? <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> well, here's someone I don't think is particularly evil. Good Girl Gone Bad is the title of a 2008 album by Rihanna. So this is all about the life and career of singer Rihanna. Goody, goody. <laughs> 90 seconds on the clock. Kiva, are you ready? As I'll ever be. This rapper is the first voice heard on Rihanna's umbrella. Jay-Z. Photographer David LaChapelle claimed copyright infringement over the video for this Rihanna song. Disturbia. SNM. She's the hacker of the crew in this 2018 heist movie. Ocean's 8. This fashion house founded by Rihanna shares Rihanna's last name. Fenty Beauty. Rihanna was born in this country. Barbados. Her first non-cameo acting role was in this 2012 board game adaptation. Battleship. She found this in a hopeless place. Love. On Bates Motel, she has the role of Marion Crane, originally played by her. 
Janet Lee. She duets with this rapper on Love the Way You Lie. Eminem. Her song SOS samples Soft Cell's cover of this song. Tainted Love. She's a shape-shifting alien in this Luc Besson film. Pass. She promoted this company's Galaxy products in conjunction with her album Anti. Samsung. This Canadian features on Rihanna's What's My Name. Drake. Shut Up and Drive underscores a training montage in this 2012 Disney film. Pass. She appears in two of this group's Shy Ronnie videos for SNL. Lonely Island. Correct, but after the buzzer. Wow. Nice round. Well done, Kiva. All right, Dan, let's hear that Kiva report. Well, I just love it when players do so well in the lightning round. We only have a couple of passes. The Luc Besson film where Rihanna is a shape-shifting alien is Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets. You might be saying to yourself, I didn't see that, and that's okay. Nobody did. (laughs) The movie where you shut up and drive for a training montage is Wreck-It Ralph. Kiva needed 11 questions correct to move in first place. Now, that's a tall order, but Kiva matched it. She got 11 questions. She now has 170 points, and Kiva is in the lead with a fantastic lightning round. Andy is up next. He has 150 points. That means he'll need to get two questions correct in order to tie Kiva and three in order to pull into first. All right, Andy, three categories left on the board. They are A Taste of Honey, I Love Lamp, and Smaller But Longer. (sighs) I don't know what the last one is. I'm afraid I know what the middle one is. All right. I love Lamp. You got to guess what's going on? You think you know what it is? Uh, It's either Anchorman or the work of Steve Carell. It is neither of those things, I Ah. regret to inform you. (laughs) This is going to be about the lamp that is in the logo for Pixar Animation. So it's going to be about all things Pixar. 90 seconds on the clock. Andy, are you ready? I'm ready. Brave was 2012's second-highest-grossing teen girl with a bow and arrow movie behind this YA adaptation. Oh, um, 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 Hunger Games. Patton Oswalt voices Remy, the main character of this 2007 film. Ratatouille. This Parks and Recreation actress is Joy in Inside Out. Amy Poehler. Tom Holland and Chris Pratt play this kind of magical creature in Onward. Uh, troll? Elves. In the short Partly Cloudy, one of these birds is repeatedly hurt by other baby animals. Pass. One of these imaginary creatures of the American West imparts wisdom in the short Bounden. Thunderbird? Jackalope. Pixar writer Andrew Stanton had a flop with this 2012 Edgar Rice Burroughs adaptation. Um, um, John Carter. Incredibles 2 features a fight between baby Jack-Jack and one of these mammals. Pass. This Cheers actor has voiced a role in nearly every Pixar movie to date. Um, um, mm. (sighs) George Wendt, no. John Ratzenberger. Comedian Phyllis Diller voices the queen in this early Pixar flick. Um, A Bug's Life? This dragnet actor voices a septopus in Finding Dory. Dan Aykroyd? It's going to be Ed O'Neill in Finding Dory. All right, Dan, let's hear the Andy report. 
Absolutely. So again, just a couple of passes to go over. The short, partly cloudy centers on a stork who's supposed to be delivering baby animals, but he doesn't get the cute ones. He gets the electric eels and such. And it, The Incredibles 2 has maybe the best fight of any Incredibles movie. It has baby Jack-Jack fighting a raccoon in just a beautifully shot action scene. And he got five questions correct. That brings him up to 200 points. He's now in the lead. And it's all down to Dylan. Dylan right now has 160. That means he'll need to get four questions correct in order to tie Andy and five in order to take the win. All right, Dylan, pressure is on. Your two remaining category choices are a taste of honey and smaller but longer. I'm going to go with a taste of honey. I think it's either about the Robin album, Honey, Bees, or Disco. And I like all those things. Well, you are correct on one of them. This is all going to be about bees in pop culture. <laughs> Sweet. 90 seconds on the clock. Dylan, are you ready? Yes. This comedian co-wrote and stars in 2007's B-movie. Jerry Seinfeld. Killer Robot Bees exact revenge for internet malfeasance in an episode of this series. Black Mirror. This comedy group wrote the philosophical song, Eric the half a bee Pass. In a Disney cartoon, this character tries to steal honey from bees while disguised as a rain cloud. Winnie the Pooh. This Macedonian documentary about beekeeping was nominated for two Oscars. Honeyland. This movie features a swarm of bees reacting to a queen played by Mila Kunis. Jupiter Ascending. A character named The Pain controls bullet bees in this video game series. Oh, pass. This hero of a Jodorowsky film finds his old master's body swarming with bees. Hero of a Jodor- um, uh, um, uh, El Topo? Nicolas Cage is tortured by live bees in this 2006 remake. The Wicker Man. This Sue Monk Kid novel became a movie with Queen Latifah. The Secret Life of Bees. Troy and Abed dress in bee costumes for an anti-drug presentation on this sitcom. Community. This Spanish actor voices a bee in commercials for Nasonex. Antonio Banderas. The Adventures of Andre and Wally B is the first short from this animation studio. Pixar. This actor was stung by bees 23 times during the filming of Candyman. Uh, Yaha Abdul-Mateen. Tony Todd. All right, let's hear the Dylan report. You guys were conspiring to all have exactly two passes, so I don't get to make fun of you as much <laughs> when I do this segment. The comedy group that wrote the song Eric the Half a Bee is Monty Python. And if it's a really weird thing with like bullet bees in a video game, that's probably from Metal Gear. Those games are nonsense. <sighs> So, Dylan did very well. He had 11 correct answers. That means our final scores are Kiva with 170, Andy with 200, and our winner with 270 points. Oh. It's Dylan. Dylan. Congratulations to Dylan, and thanks to everyone for being here today. Fan-fantastic game. Had a absolute ball. Everyone had their moments to shine. Just, just the exact type of episode we love to have here. Thank you again. But that does mean it is time to say goodbye to Andy and Kiva. Thanks again for playing. But before you go, Andy, is there anything you would like to plug, point our listeners towards, make them aware of something? Uh, I am excited. I will be appearing on the uh, most recent episode of the Great American Pop Culture Quiz Show. So you can look for me there. <laughs> Otherwise, you can mostly just find me in my classroom. 
in 72 episodes, no one has thought to make that joke before. And it's great. <laughs> I appreciate it deeply. And Kiva, anything you'd like to plug? Support your local public libraries, support teachers. So thank you, Andy, for what you do. Um, and support your local arts community. Be nice to each other. I think we can get on board with all of those endorsements. Thank you so much, Kiva. But the big winner today is Dylan. Dylan, you're going to be moving on to the San Dimas High Division Finals. In the meantime, though, what are you going to be watching, listening to, to study up so we get your best possible game? Um, so apparently there's something called Star Wars. Um, I'm going to go <laughs> look into that. Watch Paw Patrol. see what those are about. And Paw Patrol. I mean, I'm honestly probably going to go watch that. Bo- both have jetpacks. This is true. <laughs> that sounds great. Uh, anything you'd like to plug, Dylan, before we go? Uh, yeah, I have a podcast called Straight People Movies. It's a podcast. It's uh, gay people watch movies made for straight people and uh, talk about it. Uh, new episodes every Wednesday, everywhere with Apple Music because we got kicked off. Listeners, you could also follow Dylan as the bald head emoji over on our season five bracket. Well, that'll wrap it up for this week. Be sure to join us next week for the final regular elimination match of the season over in the Rancho Carne High Division. I've been your host, Taylor Cole, and on behalf of Scoremaster Dan and Production Master Dave, thank you for listening to the Great American Pop Culture Quiz Show. Yeah, I just realized that when uh, Kiva was talking about In the Cut, I thought she was referencing the brown bunny, which would make both a perfect (laughs) and a terrible (laughs) Build-A-Bear.